build it and they will come nurture it and they will stay. I want to give a distinction real quick between culture and community. Culture is the, the bigger things that creates a more intimate uh, community. And the difference between them, community is a collection of people with similar characteristics and, and interests. A culture is a shared value system, belief system that characterize a community. So there's multiple different communities and you can have a similar culture within different communities. What's up? My name is CJ Finley and this is the Thrive on Life podcast. I started a brand called Thrive on Life to help other mission-based people, brands, and businesses thrive. Each week we interview people on topics of business, health, relationships, mindset, and much more to help us thrive in all areas of life. If the messages in this podcast resonate with you, but you're still feeling a little bit stuck in actually implementing these ideas, I'd love to help you on a more personalized level or connect you with somebody that can. So please reach out. Also, if you've got a friend who you know could benefit from hearing this episode, please share the love with them. My goal is always to spread positive impact through the sharing of knowledge, and I would be honored if you could help me achieve this goal. What is up, Thrive Fam? CJ Finley here again with another episode of the Thrive on Life podcast. And today I have one of my best friends here in Austin, Texas, Mr. Braden Atley, joining us back on the show. He was on the show over two years ago, episode 104. So if you want to learn more about him, go check that episode out because today we're going to do a quick hitter 30-minute episode where we jump into the topic of community building. But before we do that, I want to give you the floor to give us a a one-minute update of what life has been since then. Yeah, yeah. One minute update. So last time I was on, thank you, thank you for bringing me back. It's always uh, a lot of gratitude for able to sit down and, and drop in with you. Uh, that was July of 2021. I think I remember a one quote from that was maximizing my relationships is one thing I shared within that podcast. Um, and I believe I just that is just expedited because I finally found the people I wanted to build with and connect with. And then now that's just been flourishing over the last two years and understanding uh yeah where people's strength and weaknesses are and understanding how we can support each other best and that has led into the topic that we're going to talk about today which is community building how did you view community five years ago versus how you how you view it now yeah you already you kind of beat me to the punch of how i was going to like dial back context wise like there was no book that i read that said hey do this do this do this hopefully today we can give people somewhat of a playbook to tap into that makes it easier to build community especially a thriving community um, then it was just curiosity. Uh, I was missing, I was lonely. I didn't feel like I had a supportive friend group that connect with me, that aligned with the way I wanted to go in life. And I was just super curious and like started leaning into like things that my body was telling me, the voice inside me was telling me that I wanted, but I didn't know it wasn't there. It wasn't in my life. So like someone had to create it. I had to, do, I had to get actions or lean into actions that created that community for me. What type of communities were you a part of when you were a child? Sports, um, wrestling. That was the only community that I was a part of. Uh, and it wasn't necessarily a good supportive community because there's a lot of drugs and alcohol that was related to that community. But it was something that I was always like the younger, cool kid that was hanging out with the older kids. But that was all I had. I'd go to college, fraternity. Um, you know, again, coming from a place, going to a big college and not having a lot of friends. I wanted to have friends and that's a recurring theme. We all want to be a part of some, you know, level of community. Which makes me realize that community can be positive or it can be negative. For sure. So can you outline some of the principles that were positive in the communities that you were involved in 
as you were going up and then some of the negatives for sure uh positives is what i've already kind of touched base on is this loneliness like loneliness is a disease that's killing people all over the world and being able to be able to surround other people where you can connect and do something that you have shared value of shared interests like for me it was wrestling in college it was partying and girls <laughs> that was the positive of being able to connect to people who understood and we had the we were we could you know talk about these things the negative side is you know for the wrestling side as i shared the drugs and alcohol and you know doing that at a young age and not necessarily in a very small town too where people aren't very vulnerable and sharing things and expressing things so the negative side of just like very surface level relationships and you fast forward that to the fraternity life too the very surface level relationships uh and again that's something a reoccurring thing that i see even today's world it's very surface level there's no there's this real connection and I, I'll, I'll probably dive into a little bit more but that answers your question yeah, it actually, it makes me like, I want to dig a little bit deeper. For sure. Is it better to be alone than in a negative community? Yeah. You know, your environment creates you. That's a good uh, thing to think about. I Because you mentioned that like loneliness is killing people, but I also think that loneliness creates the urge to want to be surrounded by yep. people, even if those people aren't the best for you. So let me, yeah, this is what I did. So I had my college friends, I moved to Austin to change my environment, start life over. And I still had college friends here. I still had a community here that I could connect with and plug into that were still going out and doing these things that I didn't align with. I just separated myself. We talked about the inner, inner work. I talked about the inner work on the podcast in July of 2021 as well, of really being alone so I can understand myself better and that wasn't just me being alone, just sitting there with my thoughts. It was like going down and being healthier, like taking care of my physical health, taking care of different components of health so I could understand and have better alignment with where I wanted to go in life and what I was drawn to. What was the breaking point for you where you realized you needed to make a change and that community was one of the things that you wanted to involve in your life? Yeah, unfortunately, like sometimes bad things need to happen um, for you to hit rock bottom. So I've hit a couple rock bottoms. One was before I moved here. And then one was why I was here when I got my DWI. That was my sign from above is like, yo, it's time to really separate yourself from these things that aren't supporting you. I think we get in these feedback loops, whether negative or positive, or whatever, I'd rather say supportive or non-supportive versus negative and positive. And I still was like, I was getting big. I was progressing. I wasn't going out as much, but it was still was there. I still had like, in my loop, I was still was connecting to these things that did not align with me. And people I see, I have conversations today with alcohol and other things. Like we continue to do these things that don't serve us for just out of habit and out of like not, and, and scared of being alone and not tapping into that loneliness to understand ourselves better. So as soon as you can, as soon as you can break that loop. And to me, the DWI was a, a very loop breaking scenario where I was like, okay, it's time to make a change or I'm just, I'm never going to be, I'm never going to live to my full potential. I'm never going to have the fulfillment and joy that I want in my life. And it's time to make a change. I love that. And the, the theme I'm kind of like thinking of right now is just because you're alone doesn't mean you have to be lonely. Yeah. And a lot of people out there, I think, confuse the two. I know what that's like to physically and emotionally be lonely, having played sports my whole life just similar to you once you get into the corporate world or once you graduate college and you're kind of thrust into society to make money and and get to this next phase of life that society says we must step into you look around and there's not many people around you that are supportive of what you truly want 
So for me, it was attaching myself to the wants of others because it felt good to just be yep. around other people. And we know where that story ends, where it's just like late nights and bars and doing things that you don't necessarily want to do. And once you come out of that, you realize that most of the time that you were spending was out of fear of scarcity of being alone. Yeah. Like scarcity was, mindset I, too. Yeah. A fear of being alone. That scarcity mindset. Was there any books or was there any people that you felt like pulled you into a positive community that kind of like was the ripple effect to the next phase of your life? Yeah, it's interesting as evolved as a man, I believe we have the answers within all of us. And I know you read a lot of books and I, I love that you're able to drop like these very practical points from books. My journey with books has been like, I read something and it's like, I feel like I already had that answer within me. I just didn't have, I didn't know how to make sense of it. And I think that's with everyone. Like we always are looking externally for these things, but we have the answers within inside us, but it's when we can read things that we can connect to that story and make it to what it means for us. Uh, to answer your question, like initially, you know, I, I mentioned E.T., the hip hop preacher, like that was the first guy. And until oh, yeah. to this day, we still, we, we still listen to him. Like that dude is the most powerful speaker of, of all time, in my opinion. And his words at a very young age, when I was 22 and not wanting to live, was it struck my soul and it got me up to start moving and going down this path of being healthier and which led down the path to where I'm at today. Um, book wise, I think Becoming Supernatural by Joe Dispenza, it always, like I always believed in the impossible, but I couldn't, I couldn't make sense of it because I had no data points or evidence within myself to like make sense of it. And then he has all these evidence of people actually doing it. I'm like, oh shit, like, yeah, this is real. Like you can do whatever the hell you want as long as you are putting action, intentional action forward. It fires me up that that was your response because a rebuttal that we'll get is there's no communities or people around me that could be supportive. I live in the small town or I don't make enough money to go to the retreat or meet that person or do that event and experience. But the reality is if you have a cell phone, podcasts, audible books, go to your local library yeah. for books. Like, It's funny because my transition in life, I think a lot of people also think that you're going to have a hard pivot versus I literally used to smoke weed every day. I would smoke alone and then read. Yeah. And that was my transition. And eventually like, I got alcohol and marijuana out of my life and the reading just stuck, stuck. And what ended up happening is, much like you're saying, I started almost building a tribe of people that when time gets get tough and I'm alone, I don't even think of like my friends. I yeah. think of a book or a quote or tribe Eric Thomas. Yeah, <laughs> like I think of those advisors of what would that person do in this situation and that helps me make better decisions in my own life. So I really vibe with how you responded in that way because anybody else that's listening out there, no matter where you're at, your first step could literally just be change the content that's going into your mind yep. and make yourself more comfortable with being alone with that. Because I think the inner voice is really what guides people in the wrong direction Yep. That's, I believe, the only difference between people that are starting to win and people that continue to lose is, is your inner voice because we're all humans. We all have the capability to walk, talk, but we all differ in what's going on in our minds. And I'd love for you to dig a little bit further into 
what was going on in Braden's mind 10 years ago versus what goes on in his mind now? Like give us the contrast on a daily basis. Like when you wake up, what were you thinking yeah. then? What are you thinking now? The middle of the day, the end of the day, how does it differ? Yeah, and I want to contextualize that your body keeps the score, but you can rewrite the story. So you can have these thoughts and things that weigh you down. As I call them like chains that are just weighing us the hell down and not allowing us to really breathe and like get a full breath of air. We're like sinking into the water because of all these negative thoughts. I That was my life for a very long time. I would say we're going, that was like eight or nine years ago, so close to 10, but it was, I want to go to that point because at that point in my life, I pushed off everything. I was not a man in the arena. I was not a man of action. I was not a man of my word. I had, I internalized all that and compared myself to everyone out there. All my friends, all my college friends had these corporate jobs, me not having clarity on my purpose, me living at home with my parents, working a job that I did not like. And I wasn't doing anything about it. I just kept pushing it off. I'm the same thing. I wasn't healthy. Like I wasn't working out. I wasn't eating right. I wasn't getting good sleep. I wasn't, um, I didn't have community. I didn't seek you know, new friends. I didn't challenge myself to be better and we fast forward to now like and all that started through i always come back to health and really the four components of health that uh, spiritual emotional physical and mental it really started with seeking challenges and i think that was the biggest thing for mental health and that's what i love you know even the high rock shirt of never stop competing is and that's what the narrative i want to continue to push i felt as someone who wanted to take his life and is connected with people who have taken their life like people they just stop competing and I wasn't competing at that point in my life. Now I'm competing at a whole nother level. And that scalability, it took, you know, there's levels to that. You don't just like turn a switch and you're all of a sudden you're, you're X game mode. Um, but if you really believe in that, you can. So my version now is, is really creating an ecosystem and environment where I can continue to thrive and be healthy and surround myself with people who can lift me up when I'm down, who can you know, connect with me and collaborate with me and can, we can go do fun things and we're going to learn new skills together. It's just creating a beautiful ecosystem that makes me feel at peace and safe where I can express myself and be me. And that takes work. You don't just like, you don't just get those things. And that's where we're getting to the community building. Yeah. The first community that you build is a community of one. Yep. So you answered in such a wonderful way where physical, spiritual, mental health is your original community. Yep. If you focus on building yourself up, you're going to attract the community that you deserve. I would love, and, hey, real quick, I would love just to explain because I got clarity on this uh, on the road trip. And I mentioned alignment earlier. I think alignment is the most important thing that we can have, hyper alignment of understanding us, understanding our wants and our needs in this world. And to me, when you go down those four components, you get to develop that hyper alignment. So like the physical, like how are you eating? How are you sleeping? How are you hydrating? Uh, emotional? How are you being vulnerable, sharing your truth? How are you expressing yourself, allowing emotions to flow through you? Uh, mental, how are you seeking challenges? Spiritual, how do you realize that you're not the center of the universe? Be of service. Think about something greater than yourself. And you go down those paths and there's, again, scalability to all those things. You're going to start having a better level of an alignment within yourself, which is then going to lead to better awareness, lead to better aligned action, but at the same time still accepting where you're at and especially accepting this previous version of yourself, as I talked about 10 years ago, of not loving myself, I got to love that person because now it allows, gives me perspective of like where I was, where I don't want to go and how far I've come. Yep. And everything that you just said, if you live in that way, you start to attract. It's a law of attraction, another book that people should read. And for me, 
when I think back, I started off really young, loving sports, four sport athlete. So I would attract athletes. And then I go through high school and I become this highly functioning, get good grades, really good at sports, but also really good at beer pong. So I started attracting this subset of a community and not knowing how to say no to that type of attraction. I think that is something that is deeply difficult for people to do because when you're talking about aligning with yourself, this is shit no one talks about. We go through school and there's no talk about everything that you just said. It's like, show up to your desk, do your work, do it again the next day. And that is just life. But the reality is, if you want a better life, you have to wake up and take action on becoming a better person. Yep. And that better person is going to attract better people around them. And those better people around them are going to be the per people that support them, love them, pick them up when they're down, but then also push them to compete with themselves to get to their next level. And that's where we're going to get to this next phase of this podcast where I'd love to understand what was the first community that you consider you, try, you tried to build and how did you fail at doing so? Because I think what most people see is the now, especially in my life. They see Austin, ATX, CJ, and I'm about to be two years free of alcohol, uh, literally in like five days here. And if you told me that at 22, 10 years later, I wouldn't have alcohol in my life, like I would have called you batshit crazy. Not because I thought that I was super addicted to it or anything like that, but I didn't realize the toll that it was taking on my on, on my physical nature, my mental nature, emotional, and then my community like it does when I'm clear and I can see it now that mm. how much of a negative it had on my life. So then I improved my own life and I wanted to build communities, but you start realizing that not every everybody's in it for the same reason and there's little things that are going on. They only see when the community is the 100-person event with the, the Rones of the world helping sponsor it they don't see the little things that go on behind the scenes and the little mountains that you have to climb to get there. So if there's any like failures or things that you tried to do that didn't necessarily work, because I think what happens to a lot of people is they, they're listening and they're like, yeah, I need to build a community. I need to join a community. But then one little th bad thing happens and they fall back into their bad habits. And I want to encourage them to not have that happen. Yeah. This is so interesting because I've never thought about my life because I never ident identified as a community builder until Squatch and Squatch is obviously a thriving community at this point. But if I'm to look at back at my life from high school to moving forward, I was always all over the place. I had all these different friend groups because I was exploring and trying to identify the people that I wanted to connect with. And the same thing with the fraternity. But I didn't like pick these people. Like they were just a bunch of random dudes and some people I connected with, some people I didn't vibe with at all. And I even became the rush chair. And I was like the guy who was bringing in the people in. And I was building and, and doing my best. But I think to answer your question, and then I, oh, let's go to another position, uh, LA Fitness. I was the manager there. I managed all the trainers and I was uh, hiring different trainers and in control of that community and that environment. But if I was to look back, you know, two things I think are super important. One is knowing your people. Like, and that starts with knowing yourself. When I was in these constructs of the fraternity, and LA Fitness, like there was people already there that were there before me. And it made it very hard for me to really feel like I could lean into and express the things that I wanted. It even happened with Squatch early on. There was people that were there before me. And it was very hard for people to like catch on. And like, I'm not trying to step on anyone's toes. I'm just trying to do these things. and want people to, you know, join this ride with me. But there's always resistance. Egos get in the way and things of that nature. 
So I think there's a level of, uh, you know, dissolving ego when it comes to building community. And I think I had a little bit of that as a younger person coming into these places and knowing how to communicate instead of like telling people what to do, like trying to make them involve, you know, with what, mm -hmm. with the mission itself and get them to connect with, with their own version of that. Right. And then I think the other part is just believing in myself. I never pressed all the way in or really went all the way in and understanding. Cause I, I was still on the journey of understanding myself and like in the type of people, but I didn't believe in myself for the longest time. That's where the Becoming Supernatural book came in and then building a lot more confidence with fitness um, and high rocks and things of that nature. But I would say the belief that's, I didn't believe in myself. So if you don't believe in yourself, you're already setting yourself up for failure. Um, and that's okay. It's a learning experience. And then one is knowing how to communicate and like dissolving ego and go from a place of survival to community versus survival to fitness. And understanding, the third one is like environment is so important. You know, that's why we talked about early on of like, you know, I moved here to change my environment. We talked about the, the information that we consume. And unfortunately, there's going to be people that are going to have resistance. It's just natural in human beings that there's going to be resistance, especially if they've been around for a long time or, you know, older generation or just a different philosophy on life. How can you challenge yourself to be a better communicator to get them involved and keep the container open to where they feel like they're welcome to be involved versus starting to push them out? And I learned that early with Squatch too, because I was guilty of that of like just done wasting my time on certain people. But that is not the type of person I want to be, the type of leader I want to be. I want to create a container where everyone can feel welcome. We don't need, need to be for everyone, but we can at least have that door open where people feel like they can be involved. I was going to pinpoint the word involved and you ended on it. So it's <laughs> kind of serendipitous. We got Yashir in the building with us, Mr. Serendipity himself. I love that word when it comes to community building because in the beginning, you also mentioned the word ego. In the beginning of anybody's community building journey, the ego wants us to go from zero to five to 10 to 100 people as quickly as possible. But the reality is you can't force somebody to want to be involved in your community. And I think that's the construct that a lot of people have when they go to build their first community. They want to force people to help them or force them to show up in ways that aren't natural to them. And what Squatch does so beautifully, and it started with the founder, Jason Sabala, he opened up the warehouse and basically it just became a congregation of people that really loved that atmosphere. And then when people were in that atmosphere, instead of saying like, here's the rules, here's how you need to show up, he let people show up however they wanted to show up. And then also he empowered them to be leaders in that way where it's like, bring more people like yourselves that show up like this and then figuring out a way for everybody to work together and figuring out, okay, this is our, our main mission, our main goal, but the reality is be involved at whatever capacity you want to be involved with. And that's, it's, it's something that's so subtle that nobody will really notice. But if you come to a community workout, one of the things that because I'm, I've been in this game for a long time now that a lot of other businesses don't do and a lot of other brands don't do. We do this with men in the arena as well. It's getting other experts and other professionals involved and allowing them to do their thing without trying to control their thing. Like last week we had our men in the arena workout and we let Greg come in and run his boots, boot camp style class but there's boot camp style classes at Squatch. And instead of saying, come to Squatch and run our version of what we believe you should be doing, like come run yours and we're here to support you in, in your mission and your journey because 
we can't have everybody and that's okay. Was there a time even in your- with the, Even with the community workouts too, like bringing in other leaders. And I, I know there was resistance from different trainers. Like, hey, why are you bringing in these other people? Like, this is a squash gym. It's like, it's not what it's about. Like, we are creating an experience and it's okay. Like, we, we're, we're not in competition with anyone else either. We want to be able to, all gyms to be able to support each other. It's, uh, what I think about it, it's the infinite game by Simon Sinek. Mm. You're thinking in an infinite way. One, there's only so many members that we can serve. And when you think like that, you're just like, okay, like let's do things that serve our entire community um, rather than like scarcity, going back to that word that we were thinking about late, earlier. It's just like, we're just going to be in our own little bubble, in our own little world. And if you're not thinking like, what's the largest impact that I can have, then it's very easy to do that because people lose sight of this is about impact. It's about community service. It's not about necessarily the profit at the end of the day sure in business you need to make that profit to keep your dreams alive but if you focus on the impact and how to help every single person even your competitors you're going to end up in a much better environment for cultivating community creating connections and building long-lasting relationships and that's what we all need especially as men where i give a shout out to alex radcliffe here I've known Alex since we were on the same street in Burlington, New Jersey, little small town in South Jersey. And he texted me the other day that he was so appreciative that I got him involved in High Rocks and competing with himself again. Go, and now this dude, Savage. he's going to kick my ass, dude. Like him Savage. and him and our other friend, Alex, are, are joining forces and then they're going to race. And I, without a doubt, they're going to get a better score than uh, Alex and I do because they're training every single day and they're getting after it together. And when I think of like what community is, that is what community is to you me. It's like in the arena in Jersey. Yeah. Yeah. We I mean, we can make that happen for yeah, sure. Better base. Um, but to, to tie this thread, he came to high rocks. He knows Bray and a bunch of our other buddies. And he didn't even know that this community existed. He comes in the community and because it's a community at High Rocks of like, we want, everybody wants to help each other get a better score and get a better time and have fun uh, and, and have it impact their life beyond the arena that day that you're competing. And he felt that. And then now that opens up new relationships, new people, new ways of thinking. And it started just because of that type of mentality. What does community look like for you and we'll wrap with this question. What does it look like for you over the next decade? What are you working to build? Who are you working to become? And if you were to like plant the seed now and water it, and then 10 years from now, see it, this Braden yep. plant, what does it look like? I love that you said the plan because I'm going to start with the statement, build it and they will come, nurture it, and they will stay. Um I also want to give a distinction real quick between culture and community because I think where you ask the next step, like culture is the the bigger things that creates a more intimate uh, community and the difference between them, community is a collection of people with similar characteristics and, and interests. A culture is a shared value system, belief system um, that characterize a community. So there's multiple different communities and you can have a similar culture within a same or within different communities. Um, but to answer your question, I, curiosity is the number one thing that got me to where I'm at today. Curiosity with myself, 
of being healthier and understanding the things that I'm drawn to. So that will always be a, a foundation of me moving forward. And that's, I say that because that is the first step for everyone. Curiosity within myself and then curiosity about other people. So when you're going to these different events, I always like say like, how many names can you remember? How many little tidbits can you remember about other people? And be curious. And if you want to be interesting, you need to be, or if you want to be uh, interesting, you need to be interested in other people. So start with curiosity. Fast forward to over the coming years, like building a culture is what I'm more passionate about. It's, we, we have no problem getting people together and bringing people. And now it's like, how can we, develop a certain value system and belief system that can that is good for the the greater good of the community but also the greater good of the world and that's where the content and stuff that we're building uh will inspire other people uh but what that value system looks like is a it's an open community meaning that uh, well no it's built on being seen loved and understood i think every single human being wants that that's why every single per person is craving being part of some form of a community um, if it take that step further, every single person is craving more intimate type of relationship, platonic and remote and uh, romantic. And I think every that ties into being seen, love, and understood. Seen, how can we help people to feel seen? Okay, make them feel like they're a part of the process, a part of the building process. Like with men in the arena, we've been very clear, like, hey, we are building this as we go. We just want to get the ball rolling because this is something that we're passionate about. And that's where that curiosity got in. I got, hey, I'm passionate about this thing. And because you're passionate about it, you have the energy to allocate towards it. Because you're building community, there's a lot of there's not a lot of money in it, like in terms of monetary value in the very beginning. And that's not something that we're even driven by because we know the back end of what it creates and how it connects to our brands and things of that nature. That is not the purpose that's driving it. The purpose is us being men of purpose and what that means. But the curiosity, find the passion. The passion then provides the fuel. And then we go back to seeing, love, and understood. Seeing is like make people feel part of the process. Loved, be real, be transparent, be vulnerable, be expressive, bring the energy to these communities. And then understood is like ask for feedback. You know, I don't know everything. And I think within that curiosity and that introspection with yourself, you need to identify what your strengths are, identify what your weaknesses are. Not, I believe every person has certain gifts in the world. We are not here to have all the freaking strengths. We're here to work and collaborate with each other and identify which strengths that we want to work with. We were just listening to Sam Parr on the way here. And he was talking about like how he identifies, he didn't say specifically strengths, but that's what I took from it, from different people. And he's like, I'm going to hang out with this person because we're going to work with each other at some capacity. He sees strengths that he likes. And I'm like, I'm going to work with this person. And that's very real and transparent. And it's, it's a fruitful relationship, even if it has a monetary value to it, but we're working together because we were designed to work together. Um, Forget the, the main question. You said, where are we going in 10 years? <laughs> uh, 10 years, man, you know, the Squatch and Men in the Arena. I, I really believe uh, that, you know, in the terms of nurture, I'll get back to that. But I really believe that all world peace starts with inner peace. And then that inner peace allows you to find your community within, you know, because you have better alignment and you're just a healthier individual. And I want every single human being to have that. So having a Squatch community like that or a men in the arena all over the U.S., all over the world, I know as a global effect that it will have. And that's why I also believe in the fact of this, we're not competition supporting other leaders and supporting other gyms because that impact, as you were alluding to, is not only is we're doing a service for our community, but also a service to the world because that energy is, 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 uh, is uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Goes into the home. Goes into the home. Everything sure. starts and ends in the home.
Yeah, but and to yeah, just to wrap that up, nurturing it. That is, yeah. How can you create more impactful connections for every single person? Because anybody can bring people together. I see it all the time within Austin. But how can you create lasting relationships for these people moving forward? And that's doing more like we're going to go learn bow hunting. We're so gonna kill a boar. We'll we'll wrap there. You're going to go have fun. Yeah. Keep it so light and keep it fun. And that's something that we didn't touch on until the end here. It was a very value packed and driven episode. Thank you so much for coming here today. I want to convey though how much fun it is to build communities if you're doing it in the right way because those connections, those people that you empower, the conversations you're having, it'll fire you up. And it just gives you that purpose and that drive to show up every single day, not only for yourself, but for everybody around you. And it's awesome to see you kind of blossom and doing more and more of that, but also spending less energy on your on your weaknesses and really just driving into what are you strong at? I, I love how you were wrapping the episode with that because you'll have zero energy if you're trying to be the best at everything. Align with what you really want to be great at and hammer that home and then align yourself with other people that can be, let's, Zach Pograv has this saying like board of advisors, bring, bring those people around you and you'll go so much further together. That's why we have the tagline, strive together, thrive together. My biggest takeaway on this episode was that involved word. The first thing that you can do if you've listened to this podcast here today with me and Bray is ask yourself, how can you be more involved with yourself first? Can you eat better? Can you sleep better? Can you go for a run? Can you join a new gym? How can you be in line with yourself and your best self starting today? And then the next thing I want to ask you is how can you involve yourself in somebody else's life at a greater capacity? It could look like calling your parents. It could look like calling your brother or your sister. It could look like going to a community service event where you're giving back to underprivileged kids. It could look and act in so many different ways, but I want you to do those two things. How can you be more involved with yourself and how can you be more involved with other people around you? And the last thing I'm going to ask of you here today is give us that five-star rating and review and share this episode with somebody that you believe could benefit from it. This is CJ Finley with the Thrive On Life Podcast. Thrive on y'all. Stay blessed. What's up, y'all? This is CJ again. And on behalf of the small team here at Thrive on Life, I'd like to thank you for listening to one of our episodes. Our mission in life is to help people like you fuel your passion and make every heartbeat count. And we realize the best way to do this is together as a team. So we'd love for you to join in on this mission and connect with like-minded individuals within our Thrive on Life community. To do so, please head to thriveonlife.com and connect with us there. We'd love to chat with you. Before I sign off, I'd like you to always remember one thing. When we strive together, we thrive together. So please do your part in helping others thrive on life.